0: Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. We secure our friendships not by accepting favors, but by doing them. Or so says an ancient Greek historian. And that should prove, if indeed proof were needed, that there has been no major change in human nature during these past 2,500 years. Nor is there likely to be any in the next 2,500 years either. Harry.
1: Harry. Mm-hmm. Harry go away L- let me sleep tell me, Harry, whose child are you huh whose child are you Harry what? whose child are you who, who who is this it's mama Harry be mama <coughs>
0: mystery drama, Big Mama, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Paul Hecht. I shall be back shortly with Act One.
2: Taking a laxative? Yeah, traveling through my sister. Marvis
0: Hegandibus Quirkus. Or, as the old Romans used to say, tall oaks from small acorns grow. Well, who knows what can sprout from a tiny seed? And not just the seed of a plant that you place in the ground, but also the seed of an idea that you plant in the mind. I suppose you could say, one thing leads to another.
3: And where does it all lead to in the end? Here it is in the paper. Harry Simmons, dead of pneumonia at 37. 37! Just at the start of the prime of life. Everything to live for. Oh, maybe it had to do with the book. But how? Why? That book brought him fame and fortune. Oh, I don't know. I can only tell you how it was when I was with Harry Simmons. The other times... That's the mystery, I guess. Oh, good evening, Mr. Simmons.
0: Oh, you're still here, Mrs. Crawley.
3: I just got through. Your supper's on the stove. Be still.
0: No, oh, that's that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, Mrs. Crawley. Yes, sir. Um, is is this all the mail?
3: Yes, it's all the postman brought.
0: Oh, are, are you sure?
3: Ah, would I lie to you, Mr. Simmons?
0: (sighs) All right, Mrs. Crawley. Where is it? Where's what? Where did you hide it, Mrs. Crawley?
3: It's, uh, behind the couch.
0: Thank you very much. I figured it could wait a while. Mrs. Crawley, you mustn't keep doing this.
3: Look, Mr. Simmons... Every time I see old Pete the mailman bringing that thick, fat envelope up the walk, I know it's going to mean another disappointment.
0: How many times have I told you not?
3: Mr. Simmons... Do
0: you know who I am? Of course I know who you are. You're Mrs. Sarah Jean Crawley.
3: I'm also Mrs. John Q. Public. I'm the one that goes into the store and buys the books that America
0: reads. That boggles the mind.
3: Oh, you're such a smart person. I keep asking myself, how come all them publishers keep turning down your book? So I sat down and read your carbon copy.
0: You read my book?
3: I, uh... I tried to read it. The truth is, I couldn't get past the first couple of pages. You know why? There's no sex.
0: There's not supposed to be any sex. This book is about a plan for the city of the future.
3: You mean in the city of the future, they won't have any sex?
0: Mrs. Crawley, this is a highly scientific treatise.
3: Terrific. Make one of them scientists a woman. A ripe woman of about 40. Repressed, frustrated, smoldering... I read these books all the time. I know exactly how you ought to do it.
0: I am concerned with the dynamics, with the with the interplay of social forces in the physical structure of the political entity.
3: <sighs> well, I was only trying to help.
0: Yes, and I appreciate it.
3: Okay. Good night, Mr. Simmons.
0: Good night. <laughs> yes. Who? Uh-huh. Well, I suppose I'll have to see him. These people must be the largest clutch of unjailed scoundrels since the formation of the Republic. Well, Mr. Simmons. Mr. Monroe Hastings. Yes, F. Monroe Hastings, guilty as charged. Have a seat, Mr. Hastings, although I'm not sure you'll be staying that long. So... You're the power behind the proposed factory? (laughs) No, sir. It it isn't a factory. Okay, the proposed plant. Well, it isn't even a plant. Now, true, there will be some light assembly operations, but basically, it's a headquarters building. Oh, yes? What's the difference? The difference is one of nuance nuance. Yes. What we propose is a beautiful edifice. Uh, The one that we put up just like it on the west coast won the uh, architectural prize of the year. You're proposing a strain on morning and evening traffic. No, no, no. No, The hours will be staggered. You'll never notice it. You'll be destroying valuable, irreplaceable open space. Uh, ISC, International Semiconductors, wants to bring 350 jobs into this town. That's a high six-figure your tax roll. As town planner, I get propositions like this every day. Now, so far, this town has resisted the temptation. We have held a line. If we approve your offer, the floodgates fly open. We'll be swamped with factories. We will lose the essential residential nature of our city. Uh, no, 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 you won't. Now, when we come in here, we too become citizens of Middleborough Heights. Mr. Simmons, you are well-liked and respected. Your recommendation, your yes or no, is the automatic signal for the planning board. But International wants to come in here. And we will. We would rather come in with your blessing. It can't be done. But if we have to, we'll come in without it. Now, you can make it tough. You can delay us for months, even years... But sooner or later, that building will go up. I really shouldn't waste any more of your time, Mr. Hastings. Uh, Mr. Simmons, let me ask you a question. How much? How much? Well, usually it all comes down to how much. How much do you want? Are you trying to bribe me? Well, of course. How dare you insult me. I must ask you to leave. No, uh, no. Uh, I was merely doing my job, and therefore, it was necessary for me to touch all the bases. Good day, sir. After all, I could hardly leave here without uh, getting an answer to that particular question. There isn't enough money in the world. Good day to you, sir. You want
3: a refill?
0: Hmm? Oh, yes, Thanks. Oh, it's a quiet night around here, isn't it?
3: You're looking for action, you won't find it. This is conscience night. What's that? It seems Wednesday night, all the married guys in town stay home. Don't ask me why. It's like them animals. What do you call them, lemmings? They all run into the water and drown themselves at the same time? (laughs) I see. I moonlight here Wednesdays because it is quiet and Jerry Smith, the regular bartender, can take off. So, uh, tell me. How'd you make out? I beg your pardon? With Harry Simmons, the town planner. What are you saying? Oh, I know who you are. You're F. Monroe Hastings. You're from that outfit, International, uh, whatchamacallit's...
0: Oh. As a citizen of this town, how would you feel about International locating his headquarters here?
3: Oh, I'm against it.
0: Do most people feel that way?
3: Yeah, I guess so. How do you account for it? Two things. First, Harry knows his stuff. Second, Harry would never take a nickel.
0: I see.
3: I bet you tried it, huh?
0: Well, now... uh,
3: I know how your big corporations operate. Well,
0: I... I did see Mr. Simmons. He practically threw me out of his office.
3: Well, you picked a bad day.
0: You mean that some days are worse than others?
3: And a day like today is the worst of
0: all. Oh? Why is that?
3: Last night he got his manuscript back from a publisher... I could tell by the look on his face he was going to stew about it all night as usual, which means he doesn't get hardly any sleep. And that gives him a headache and indigestion.
0: Uh, you, uh, you say a publisher returned his manuscript?
3: Twenty publishers returned his manuscript.
0: Oh, he's written a book. Hmm? About what?
3: How to plan a city or, or something. Oh, believe me, he'll never sell it to the movies.
0: And you say... No one wants to publish it.
3: I wish I could learn how to type. I'd write a book, too.
0: I suppose uh, that book means a great deal to him. Yeah, poor guy.
3: He wants such a little bit out of life just to get that book published. But it's never gonna happen. Yep, that's the way it goes, right?
0: Huh? Oh, yes, yes. That's the way it goes. Sometimes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, who? Oh, uh, no, no. Tell him I'm in a meeting. No, wait, wait. Don't do that. Why should I lie? Just tell Mr. F. Monroe Hastings that I refuse to see him. What do you think he's going to do? Wave a fistful of dollar bills in my face? No. <laughs> well, good morning, Mr. Simmons. I told my secretary... I know. It, I know. You told her loud enough for me to hear. Shall I ask for a security officer to escort you out? Uh, not until I correct a mistaken impression. Now, you think I'm here to talk about the headquarters complex for international semiconductors. Aren't you? Well, only peripherally. This morning, I wish to talk to you on behalf of Barnaby and Brother, publishers. Barnaby and Brother? hmm What do you know about Barnaby and Brother? What could you have to do with Barnaby and Brother? I mean, they're the oldest, the most prestigious publishing firm in the country. Barnaby and Brother is a subsidiary of international semiconductors. I I don't believe it. What do they know about books? Hmm. Big Mama doesn't know anything about books. Big Mama? Yes, yes, that's how we, her children, (laughs) affectionately refer to international. You own Barnaby and Brother? And I am here on their behalf this morning. Barnaby and Brother is always on the lookout for fresh, new, exciting books. What are you talking about? I, uh... I think I'd better shut the door. Now, look, nothing is ever discussed in this office which needs the protection and the cover of a closed door. Well, maybe you don't have any secrets, but I do. Look, I, I, I still don't know what you're talking about. I am talking about City of Tomorrow. City? How do you know about City of Tomorrow? That, That's my book. Uh, correction, please. That's your manuscript. It isn't, and it doesn't become a book until it's published. Which means printed and bound and placed between covers. What are you saying? Why do you pretend you don't know what I'm saying? You're saying you'll you'll publish my book. Precisely. It's 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 still a bribe, isn't it? Well, now aren't you glad we closed the door. And I'll have to give you something in return. In this world, sometimes we give in order to get and look at what you'll be getting. Publication of City of Tomorrow by Harry Simmons under the imprimatur of the oldest, most prestigious, and influential house in America. And what are you being asked to give? Some fifteen worthless acres of scrub and swamp. Now, where can you get a better bargain? Depends on how you define bargain. A student named Faust once made a bargain with the devil. Here, the devil seems nowhere in evidence, unless, of course, he has some kinship with Big Mama. Mr. Harry Simmons is proud of the fact that he has never taken a bribe. But that was because he thought bribes were only concerned with money. We have a lot of sorting out to do in Act Two shortly. You're long to die of thirst this summer if it has to depend on the weather to get the water it needs. So be sure you've got quality hoses you can depend on from True Value Hardware Stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you True Value nylon reinforced vinyl hoses are designed to stand up to the heat and remain flexible in cold weather. And right now you can get their sixty foot True Value hose for nine ninety nine, or the super rugged seventy five foot length for fourteen ninety nine. Both have five eight inch inner diameter and are available only from participating True Value Hardware Stores.
3: Hi, I'm Susan Anton. To feels good by day, needs firmness. It feels good by night. That's why you'll love the Serta perfect sleeper. Luxurious top comfort plus deep inner support. You get both with every perfect sleeper. So remember, be a perfect sleeper, a perfect sleeper, perfect sleeper. It's a healthy investment in yourself.
0: Lauren Green speaks to you for Medical Alert. An accident or sudden illness might seriously affect your ability to speak or communicate. That's why wearing a medical alert emblem is especially important if you have a hidden medical condition such as analogy allergy to penicillin or diabetes, hypertension, or a heart problem, for example. The emblem contains a special ID number, a 24-hour phone number,
2: and your medical condition engraved on the reverse side. In an emergency, medical alert provides identification and vital information within seconds, a wallet is sent
0: to you each year to provide current medical information. Wearing a medical alert emblem can help ensure you swift and accurate treatment in a medical emergency. Remember, medical Alert speaks for you when you can't. Take good care of yourself.
2: For information, write medical Alert, Turlock, California 95381. This message was brought to you as a public service by this station.
0: is mankind's basic drive. There are those learned folk who claim it is sex. Others insist it's hunger. And there are some who make the case for concepts like territoriality and turf. If we may venture a timid opinion, we would suggest pride of authorship. Today, almost everyone seems to be driven by the urge to write a book. Has there ever been such a spate, such an overwhelming Johnstown's flood of printed material? This is the story of one of those books. Barnaby and Brother would actually publish City of Tomorrow? (laughs) Mr. Simmons, not only will Barnaby and Brother publish City of Tomorrow, but it shall become the non-fiction leader of the prestigious Fall Catalog. The Barnaby and Brother Fall Catalog? It means first-class reviews. Well, when you're published by Barnaby and Brother, it's uh, first class all the way. Yeah, but... What am I even thinking about? I can't do it. Why not? Because it's still a bribe. And besides, Barnaby and Brother has already turned the book down. Oh? Well, I'm sure it was a mistake. It is an important book. I'm sure it has a vital message for America. It was, after all written by a master of the art of city planning. Yes. On the other hand, it could be a bad book. No, no, no. No, that is impossible. Oh, and then why did so many people turn it down? Uh, let me have a copy. Let me make sure it gets to the right people at Barnaby and Brunson. No, look, I... I... Wait, wait, wait. What have you got to lose?
1: Oh, Mr. Simmons. Uh, come in. Uh, please do come in.
0: Thank you, Miss McDowell.
1: I have finished reading City of Tomorrow. Yes? It is a fantastic book. It is? It touches on so much that is real, that is true in the human experience.
0: You're saying it's a good book?
1: My dear Mr. McDowell, the word good is hardly adequate to describe the excellence of City of Tomorrow.
0: If it's such a, a great work, why did you turn it down the first time? I didn't turn it down. Oh, but you did. I mean, this is your rejection slip. Uh, uh, dear Mrs. Simmons, I am sorry, but City of Tomorrow does not meet our needs at this time, and it is signed, Tricia McDowell.
1: I hadn't read your book. I never wrote that note, and I never signed
0: it. But here it is.
1: Mr. Simmons, that is a form letter and a form signature. You see, when your book arrived, it was handed to a reader whose job it is to turn down all the manuscripts that are as we say in this business, thrown over the transfer. And
0: let me speak very frankly, Miss McDowell. Twenty publishers have already rejected this book. And so, perhaps it is possibly true that it isn't really very
1: good. You're a sensitive person, Mr. Simmons. I can see that. But twenty publishers did not refuse your book. It was rejected by twenty insignificant readers who were merely following routine instructions.
0: Yes, yes, Miss McDowell. Look, I am town planner for Middleborough Heights. I know that. International Semiconductors, or Big Mama, as she is called, needs my approval to construct a headquarters complex. I have so far refused. The Big Mama owns this publishing house. Mr. Monroe Hastings suggested that I resubmit the manuscript, and now, how enthusiastically it has been received. I mean, what am I to think? Has Big Mama told one of her children to say yes?
1: Mr. Simmons, my maternal great-grandfather was Edward Everett Barnaby, the founder. Today's economics require us to affiliate with a larger entity, but no one tells us, me, what to buy and what to
0: publish. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you, Miss McDowell, but you must admit, it's a legitimate question.
1: Well, I understand. yes. Mama wanted a prestige publishing house but that prestige can only be maintained if we are permitted to operate in our own way choosing books on literary merit and social and scientific value
0: oh, oh. I I apologize Miss McDowell I'm sorry I guess it really is a good book isn't it
1: Mr. Simmons it's
0: a masterpiece. Well, how did you make out with Tricia McDowell? Why do you ask, Mr. Hastings? I'm sure you already know. <laughs> I understand you're scheduled for uh, an early publication date, Mr. Hastings. I can't do it. I just can't. <sighs> Why not? So look, we can go around and around with it, but I think that the headquarters building is is wrong for Middleborough Heights, period. Well, I, I respect, I respect you. So I must turn down your offer. Which offer is this? The offer of Barnaby and Brother to publish my manuscript. Why? Why? Isn't it obvious? <laughs> not to me. I am not going to give you your quid pro quo. Who said you had to? Isn't that the basis for this thing? Is it? Now, I distinctly remember you said I'd have to give to get. You said I'd be getting publication of my book, and what was I giving? Fifteen acres of scrub and swamp. Uh, That's not exactly what I said. I distinctly remember. I said you would be asked to give. Asked? What's the difference? All the difference in the world. I happened to find out that you, a city planner, had written a book. Since my corporation also owns a publishing house, I thought... Perhaps it uh, might be of interest. I suggested that you submit it. Now, just a minute. You did? And they are delighted with it. Now, they want to publish it. Oh, that is the end of it. The end of it? The end of it. And what about the headquarters building? What about it? Well, I thought that my approval was a necessary condition for getting my book published. (laughs) There are no conditions. Aren't you going to ask me to approve the building? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I'm asking for that approval now. But I disapprove. Mm, very well. And you'll still publish the book? Well, of course. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on now. There's a catch somewhere. <laughs> Mr. Simmons, we are in no hurry to build the headquarters. Any time within the next five years will do. And uh, perhaps we may ask you again. I can give you my answer in advance. It is no. One should not presume to read the future. Who knows what circumstances may arise. I thought you would require my promise. What good is your promise? Neither of us could afford to put it in writing. All we would have is a secret oral agreement. And you couldn't be compelled to keep it. No, no, no. It's better this way. Congratulations. I know City of Tomorrow will be a great success. Mr. Hastings, what sort of game are you playing with me? Game? I'm sure there's a catch to it. I mean, there must be a catch to it. I know there's a catch to it. What? Harry,
1: what, what? What do you, what do you want? I have to ask you something. I, I, Harry, whose child are you? What, what, what Whose child, Harry? Whose child? Who, who, who are you? Mama, big
0: mama. Mama, B- big mama, B- but, but, it's, it's a dream. It, it, it was just a dream. But, oh, what, what was it all about? What did I dream? What did I dream?
3: Mr. Simmons, it's you, huh?
0: Good morning, Mrs. Crawley.
3: So what are you doing sitting at the table in your pajamas? How come you didn't leave for work yet? You know what time it is. Listen, I got a bone to pick with you. I couldn't sleep. You know, the last couple of nights you ain't been eating your supper. You know that? Yeah, I... I come in here mornings and find it still on the stove. Why can't you sleep?
0: I've been having nightmares.
3: About what?
0: I don't know. I can't remember. But they're so real. They're, they're so frightening. I, I just don't want to go back to sleep. Oh,
3: well, there's no percentage in that, Mama. Well, what about Mama?
0: They seem to be about someone named Mama.
3: Who's Mama? I could have be your Mama.
0: No. Besides, I always called her Mother.
3: Always. Hey, you know that. Could be
0: your problem. Who says I have a problem?
3: Why are you having nightmares? Look, the
0: only mama I know is the, is the International Semiconductor Corporation. I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's a nickname among its own people, the Big Mama.
3: Oh, this is the outfit you turned down. You mean you dream about him?
0: No, no, no. It's, it's just that look, in these nightmares, I'm, a, I'm aware of some... Maybe it's something called big mama. A
3: where? Like like how? I
0: don't remember.
3: Now, these nightmares of yours mean something. What? I don't know. If I could tell, I could hang out a sign and make a fortune. Yeah. Hey, you better get dressed and head for work. Yeah. You want me to make you a cup of coffee? Oh, no, thank, thank you. you. Oh, listen. Wait a minute. I got another bone to pick with you. How come you didn't tell me? I had to read about it in the papers.
0: Read about what?
3: What? The book. That's what. Oh, come on. I sweated it out more than you did. So I figured I was entitled to be told.
0: I'm sorry, Mrs. Crawley.
3: There it was in the paper. Barnaby and brother. Hey, I understand they're one of them real bigs. Listen, I hope you jazzed it up a little bit like I told you. Anyway, it's all over town, you know? And everybody's saying, hey, we got a winner here. That's our guy, Harry Simmons. uh, Mr. Simmons?
0: Yes, yes, what is it?
3: I can't figure this. For years now, you've been trying to peddle that book. And in your heart, you must have given up. So now when this thing is finally hit, why ain't you walking on air, dancing on the ceiling? Why are you having nightmares? Or am I talking out of turn?
0: Mrs. Crawley, Me. May I ask you a question?
3: Yeah, yeah, shoot. Sure.
0: Tell me, tell me, what, what do you think? Does does anyone ever get something for nothing?
3: Y- you mean, do you ever get something you, you don't have to pay for?
0: That's exactly what I mean. Well, I'll tell you.
3: There are two things you get free of charge. Your birth and your death. Everything in between carries some kind of price tag. <laughs>
0: many who say that somehow you even have to pay for those. The fact is, there's no free lunch, as the economists are fond of telling us, and you only get what you pay for. True enough. But sometimes, isn't there ever a situation where you can beat the game and get what you don't pay for? The answer, as usual, comes in Act 3 shortly. Staying on the road with Quaker State.
2: Quaker State's new lifetime engine lubrication protection program guarantees, in writing, any new car engine using only Quaker State against oil-related failure as long as you own it. Quaker State, the quality motor oil refined from pennsylvania Great crude oil. Coverage and limited warranty details at participating new car dealers. Proof of maintenance required. New car or old.
0: Only start out better. You seem to go much better. We start to together. House A taste, a feeling like no other coffee. Always good to the last drop.
2: This is Ken Howard. If you're over 18 and already out of school, I have a personal question for you. Can you read as well as you would like to? I don't mean just traffic signs and sports programs. I'm talking about books, magazines, and newspapers, and the labels on medicine and food packages. If you don't read well enough to understand these, you can get help at your library. Many libraries offer assistance for people who didn't learn to read very well in school. If they don't have the programs themselves, librarians can often recommend a local tutor, self-help books or even televised instruction that includes other subjects as well as reading. Twenty-five million Americans have trouble reading, and some of them don't even realize it, or they're too embarrassed to ask for help. If you are one of them, don't waste your mind any longer. The libraries in your area are waiting to help you. You just walk right in and ask for books on any subject that interests you, whether it's basketball, basket weaving, or the mystery of the Baskervilles. You name it, the library has it. They've got your number. Now you get theirs and give them a call. A public service message of the American Library Association.
0: Despite what we are told by poets and writers of popular songs, the best things in life are not free. But, if it's any consolation, the worst things in life are not free either. The fact is, nothing comes our way without a price tag of some kind. No matter how modest our ambition, how simple our wants, somewhere or other, the cashier waits. And sooner or later, we must get online.
1: How do you like it, Mr. Simmons?
0: Well, what can I say? It's, it's fabulous. I mean, I mean, you read about these people. You you see them on TV. And,
1: and now you're one of them.
0: Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe those reviews.
1: You owe it all to him. To Trevor Morrison. Yeah,
2: his was the best.
1: Trevor Morrison is the greatest of his time. He's the kind of critic that George Shaw used to
0: be. Yes,
2: and to think he liked my book.
1: Liked? Oh, he called it a most shattering experience. sudden flash of revelation into the unconscious lives we lead behind the fortress each of us calls a home i can assure you all the others took their cue from him
0: i can't tell you how how wonderful i feel Mm.
1: even the critics who take issue with him have to be careful he destroys them with his logic and wit and he's your strongest partisan Oh look, there he is, heading this way.
0: You mean, you mean I'm I'm going to meet him? Mm-hmm. What am I going to say to him? My my mind's gone blank. I can't I can't think of a single
1: thing. Well, that's fine. People don't care about your opinions anyhow. <laughs> They're only interested in their own. Just nod sagely, smile pleasantly, and you'll acquire a reputation
0: for intelligence and wit. Ah, oh, well, is this your newest lion, Tricia? Oh,
1: Trevor, may I present Harry Simmons?
0: How do you sir? And now, Tricia, my dear, you have performed your function. You may leave me. Oh, don't let him frighten you, Harry.
1: Beneath need that forbidding exterior beat to the kindliest heart. Oh,
0: don't slander me, Tricia. <laughs> I don't have a heart. My blood is pumped by a secret invention of my very own. <laughs> I'll see you in a
1: little while,
0: Harry. <laughs> yes, yes. You are a most remarkable writer, Mr. Simmons. Oh, thank you, sir. You are that rara awis among authors, a thinking writer. Well, I... Your yes. book is the brilliant flowering of the experience you acquired while doing your job, earning your bread. I, w- I was trying to... I will tell you what you were trying to do. You were demonstrating how man is the only animal that changes his environment when he constructs his shelter. What I was thinking... I will tell you what you were thinking. Man can no longer build his cities as if nature did not exist.
1: I see you made quite a hit with Trevor Morrison.
0: Gosh, he knows everything about my book.
1: I never saw him spend so much time at a cocktail party. He despises them.
0: Why, I'm having the time of my life.
1: I suppose it's chic to say that cocktail parties are boring. But they are boring, darling. They are. Oh, Myra. Myra Maddox. May I present Harry Simmons?
0: Oh, yeah, you have that TV talk show, Myra at Midnight.
1: And you're the number one
3: seller nonfiction. non-fiction. Oh, my dear Mrs. Simmons, you're going to be on that list so long, you might as well start paying rent and taxes.
0: Why did you say these parties are boring, Miss Maddox?
3: Why don't you two argue it out? Oh, Tricia, darling, I thought you'd never leave. Oh, why do I think cocktail parties are boring? Well, look about you. Do people seem to be having a good time?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> no, not not really. From Why did they come?
3: To take the measure of the newly arrived lion in the jungle.
0: The ju- why Why do you call it a jungle?
3: What is a jungle?
0: Oh, a place where animals compete for life. Yes.
3: And in the jungle, the stuff of life is food. Here, it's publicity.
0: Well, I'm afraid I'm out of place. I don't care for publicity.
3: Then what are you doing here?
0: Oh, well, I came because my publisher asked me.
3: Oh, and that's the only reason? You're not getting a kick out of being the center of attention.
0: I'm not a performer. We're all performers. I'm a town planner. I think our city should be shaped to conform to our needs. I, I wrote a book that expresses my philosophy...
3: And now what?
0: Well, tomorrow morning I shall be in my office, as usual, concerned with the needs of Middleborough Heights. Sleepy Middleborough Heights.
3: Oh, can you ever be happy there again? Oh,
0: I don't see why not.
3: Uh, Would you like to be my guest tonight?
0: I... Well, I... I I wouldn't know what to say. You talk about
3: houses, towns. Uh,
0: May... May I... May I be frank? I, I am... I feel that TV shows like yours are... Well, they're rather frivolous,
3: sir. I agree completely and
0: i i'm I'm really a serious person,
3: but you have a message for your fellow countrymen. It's important. shouldn't it go beyond the eggheads and the intellectuals? Hey, well, remember I... the millions who watch my show are the people who vote
0: what. What do you want?
1: You know what I want, Harry. Tell me. Just tell me. Whose child are you? But please don't. Whose child are you, Harry? Tell me, tell me who you are. You know who I am. I'm Big Mama.
0: Big Mama. Big Mama. Big, big Mama. I. Oh, 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 it's the. It's the dream again. I. I'm dreaming. I. I'm just dreaming. Good morning, Mrs. Crawley.
3: Hey, maybe I come too early for you these days, huh? No,
0: no, no. Why why, why do you say that? Well,
3: now that you're a big TV star and all, maybe you want to sleep late, you know. I'm
0: not really a TV star.
3: Oh, you are kidding? I watch you on TV every night you're on. You talk, and suddenly people sit still. They listen. You got something to say, and you want to know? You just love to say it. Uh,
0: Mrs. Crawley... Do you remember I once asked you a question? Can you ever get anything without paying for it?
3: Yeah, and I remember telling you the answer is no. Yeah.
0: At one time, I I would have agreed with you. Now, well, I'm not so sure.
3: Oh, you're going to have to pay.
0: I don't see how. Yeah. Oh. All right, have him come in. I don't know why he insists on wasting my time and his. Oh, um, good morning, Mr. Hastings. Uh, Good morning, Mr. Simmons. If you're here to ask the usual question, I'm here to give you the usual answer. I am completely opposed to the headquarters building for international semiconductors. (laughs) I'm surprised that you're here at all, uh, considering your spectacular successes. First and foremost, I am a city planner. This is my basic job. My other activities are merely peripheral. (laughs) On my desk right now, engaging the lion's share of my concentration are requests for zoning variances. Yes, yes, I see. And among them, uh, Big Mama. You already have your answer, Mr. Hastings. You mean you won't do what your Big Mama asks? She's not my Big Mama. Oh, isn't she? Now, look, my book has been published. I am established. I have a following. I'm known. Oh, but how quickly you can become unknown. Yes, well, that isn't likely. Uh, Tricia McDowell is raving over the first draft of my new book, a sequel to City of Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's even better, and so, therefore, Trevor Morrison will praise it even more highly. Uh, Big Mama can ask Tricia... Not to publish, uh, I can go to any publisher in the country. Big Mama may ask Trevor Morrison to reevaluate his original reaction to City of Morrow. <laughs> Word can then get out that he plans to destroy it now, who will want to publish you in that case? Why would Trevor even listen? Trevor has the most sought-after position in the world. Critic for The Times Journal. Mm-hmm. Big Mama owns that paper owns the. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. <laughs> these are these are honorable people. I <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to, to Tricia McDowell. Oh, well, she may not be in. Yes. Well. Oh, uh yes, uh, Tricia McDowell, please. Uh it's Harry Simmons. I see. Uh yes, well um uh, tell her I I called. She uh, she's in a in a meeting. Uh, no one can buy Trevor Morrison. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, hello? Uh, uh, Mr. Morrison, please. It's, uh... uh H- Simmons. Oh, uh... When... when will he be free? Uh, uh, I see. Thank you. Now, well, why don't you sleep on it, hmm? I'm sure it'll all look different in the morning.
1: Come, Harry. Come with Big Mama. Where? Where? Come, Harry. Let's join the other children. See? Here's Trisha and Trevor. And Myra. My, uh, my I don't... Children, here is Harry, your new little brother. No, I say hello to Harry, children.
0: Uh, uh, hello, Harry.
1: Hello,
3: Harry. Hello, Harry. And
1: say hello to the children, no, I... Harry. I... I... Harry, if you don't, they won't play with you anymore. Uh, I. Well, Harry. I... 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 Hello children. And whose child are you, Harry?
0: I I'm I'm your child.
1: Say it again,
0: Harry. I'm your
1: child. Call me mama. Big mama. Say I am your little
0: child big mama. I'm your little child, big mama. Well, Harry, how are you this morning? I thought they were all honorable people. Oh, they are. Just as you're an honorable person I'm caving in under pressure I'm going against my own convictions But convictions must be examined In the light of new realities New situations Hello Hello Harry That's Trisha McDowell, isn't
1: it? Darling, I'm returning your call Listen, Myra wants to give a party To celebrate your first anniversary on her show And of course We can announce the new book Trevor has been given an
0: advance copy. Oh, he's ecstatic about it. Isn't everything wonderful? Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) I'd like to tell all of you to go to the devil. What's the use? I'd have to go there with you.
3: That got Hey, it's two in the morning. All right. All right, give it a rest. I'm coming. I'm coming. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Simmons. What are you doing here in the rain in the middle of the night? Oh, come (laughs) in, come in. You'll catch your
2: dad. No, no, I, I, I can't stay. I only came
0: by to tell you something.
3: At this hour? In this weather? It's
0: it's, uh, it's very important. Please, please listen. You, you Remember, I I once asked you if you could ever get anything with, without paying for it. Yeah? And, and you said no, and, and I said, yeah, it was possible. Uh-huh. Well, Miss, Mrs. Crawley, I'm here to tell you I, I was wrong, and you were right. You pay for everything. You never stop paying. Uh,
3: Mr. Simmons, you get in here out of that wet with the flu's going around. Goodbye, Mrs.
2: Crawley. Goodbye. And remember what I told you. You always pay. You always pay.
3: Like I said, I knew him better than anybody else. It was a fella who had everything to live for, sitting on top of the world. He goes around crazy late at night in the rain. If I didn't know him better, I'd say he wanted to kill himself. But why? He had everything.
0: True enough. He knew him better than anyone else. But the fact is, she didn't really know him at all. Oh, she knew his likes, his peeve, his taste in food and clothes. She knew every outside aspect of Harry Simmons. But of the fires that burned within him and the forces that drove him, she knew very little. What do any of us know of the next one? Well, as far as I'm concerned, you know I'll be back shortly.
3: Honey, we're having cheeseburgers like we've never had them before. We are? Here's your fork. My fork? Yes, your fork. B- my bun? Helper, say cheese. I want my bun. Help
1: your
2: hamburger,
1: say cheese. Mm. Hamburger help your hamburger, help me. cheeseburger max.
2: Our cheeseburger macaroni is a blend of tangy cheese, hearty macaroni, and savory seasonings that give cheeseburgers a whole new meaning.
1: Well, did you miss the bun? What
0: bun?
2: Hamburger <laughs> What's fun? I understand you're
0: trying to quit smoking. Is that... I see. A little cranky, huh?
2: Yeah, well, just think how much better you're going to feel.
0: And look, maybe if you were to try the American Lung Association's Freedom from Smoking program, that might help, you suppose? Uh, Well, in the meantime, uh, have a nice day. If you want to kick the habit but need help, contact your local American Lung Association for information on their Freedom from Smoking program. As always, it's a matter of life and breath. George Orwell wrote a book in which he talked about Big Brother who would ride roughshod over all our rights and beat us into a state of submission. This may not be the actual scenario. While we may, if we are not careful, be enslaved, it will probably be through the seductive wiles of Big Mama. And her methods shall be so painless and so pleasant that we shall hardly be aware of the fact that we have lost our souls. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Joan Shea, E.V. Jester, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. (laughs) Let me just say there's nothing new under the sun. If you don't believe me, it's in the Bible. There's a list of standard reasons why men and women kill each other. And yours has to be one of them. I don't think so. Let me hear it. Very well. I want to kill her because I have no choice. If I don't, she's going to kill me. Self-defense, that's the second oldest motive in the world. It happens to be true. Why does she want to kill you? You'll never believe it. (laughs) You any idea of all the stories I've heard in this business? You've never heard one like this. She isn't human. She looks uh, human to me. She is physically but she isn't subject to the laws that seem to govern the rest of us. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.